Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 729, November 8, 2021. 77 degrees was reached on this day in 1999, and it was one degree in 1991. And I'll throw in uh, snow. Uh, totals when I find them significant. On oh. this day in 1943, eight and a half inches of snow. That's significant. That's Joe. significant. Mm-hmm. I think so. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Billy Stein up in Aiken writes, I get the theory behind daylight savings time, but after careful observation, I have found a way of adding three hours of free time to a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) Record the Vikings and only watch the last two minutes. I think he's right. Boy, they were two different teams yesterday, weren't they? You know, and uh, I, I'm a guy that enjoys my football. Yeah. I was ma- more mad that I wasted three hours of my life watching that game and not being outside because it was a 65-degree November day. Well, I, I did not make that mistake. Yeah. You went golfing. Yeah, I was outside. Yeah. I was I, also. I saw much of the first half. Didn't yesterday feel like the longest day of the year? Yes. By last evening, it was, uh, what do you, gosh. What do you I, mean? I don't like this switchover, this daylight savings thing. I do like it. I, I don't like it. Why? And I'm right, and you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> but you like it when it's still light out at 9 p.m. in the summer. Then let's just leave it all year round. Why are we changing? Well, for instance, for me, I liked it because it was light out when we walked to school, because last week it was pretty dark out when we were walking to school. Yeah, I didn't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but 4.45 yesterday afternoon, it was dark. That's why it was a long day. It was horrible. Okay. And the two th- at 2.30 yesterday afternoon did not feel like 2.30. What time did it feel like? 3.30. <laughs> it had that feel to it. Gotcha. Only makes sense. Last night, about 2 or 3 a.m., was the most blood-curdling murder took place in our backyard. My goodness, what? Well, animals. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know who killed what, but rabbits are capable of making horrific noise. Yes, they are. And this morning, I saw the remnants of fur and blood and, and flesh. And were, any the little, were any of the little kids over when you discovered that? God, no. Oh. And, and, and footprints, you know, bloody sure, footprints. Sure, So I, my theory is a fox or a coyote killed a rabbit. Huh. That was just so uh, haunting. The uh, cries of whoever was getting slaughtered was... That'll startle you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, it woke yeah. me up. I bet it did. Jeez. <laughs> What's that? What happened here? <laughs> I got up and threw on the lights and everything and didn't see anything. Uh, yeah, it's probably fox coyote taking care of, of dinner. We might as well live in Ely. There's just no, there's come on. bucks and does in the yard and turkeys wandering around and these blood-curdling slaughterings taking place. Right, but the nice difference, though, between uh, something like that happening in, in, in your neighborhood as opposed to Ely is you also get, you know, in the city, you get you get nice homeless encampments and things like that that Ely doesn't get to have. <laughs> we get sirens. Yes. 
you know, gunplay. Yeah. See, I'm very old and white, so I, but I'm not going to let that disqualify <laughs> me from commenting about this Travis Scott fellow. Uh, I know nothing Oof. about his music. Yep. I'm not. That's not my genre. And Hyde, I'll be terribly disappointed if you tell me Dylan thinks Travis Scott is something. He's he's ambivalent. He he doesn't dislike him. Doesn't like him. Is he a rapper? Uh, yes. And an occasional singer. I mean, he does both. Well, he, he needs to be held accountable for what happened in Houston. Uh-huh. Because I'm reading reports where he's encouraged this kind of, uh, yeah. what's the word I want? It's not behavior. He's encouraged this kind of mayhem, mayhem and yeah. chaos mayhem. Yep. and rage. Perfect. And what does not disqualify me, uh, even though I'm old and white, what what I can observe is it just seems that the... Well, see, here's where I'll get in trouble because I'm old and white. It seems to me that if you, uh, if you're among the fifty thousand that are anxious to see this moron, you're you're really settling for not very much. But it was a festival, so he wasn't the only act. Yeah, it's his festival, though. Yeah. Oh, it it's, is his he puts festival. It on. Oh, yes, okay, I did not know that. Yeah, he's the host or whatever you'd want to call it. Travis Scott's whole aesthetic is about rebellion," said Hip Hop DX editor in chief Trent Clark who has attended several of his performances. The shows have a lot of raging. With the death of punk rock, hip-hop has indeed adopted and patterned the new generation of mosh pits. It's not uncommon to see a lot of crowding and raging or complete wild behavior at a Travis Scott show. Okay? What is appealing about that? And again, I'm old and white. Right. And I, I we have all no, I, I can't identify. The old, I, I, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's been around for a long time. It was around in punk also. I right. Mean, you know, the mosh pits were basically, there were street fights. Well, in, I, I, in will add, the, I, will add, I will add that I didn't understand the appeal of that either. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I don't at all. I've never been to a Travis Scott show, but I was telling you this before the show. I used to work at a place that would play music of his. And. I can't tell you the behavior. It's it's falls right in line, Joe, with the the decline of moral, moral and ethical, ethical integrity. Really? Because the behavior, it, 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 I, I'll put it this way: I, I wasn't even remotely surprised when I saw that story yesterday. Not even remotely surprised. And I'm aware. My I, I have a grasp of rock and roll history. I'm aware that in 1979, for example, 11 people died in Cincinnati trying to get into a concert by the Who. Remember that, oh, John? Oh God, that's right. Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I. I I, I'm not unaware of, of crowds getting out of control, but I think this is ridiculous. Well, you have, help me, John, a, a story once a year or so, maybe every other year, of you know soccer crowds going nuts and trying to rush the field, and people, people unfortunately lose their life. Sure. Hmm? In 2017, Scott was arrested after he encouraged fans to bypass security and rush the stage, leaving a security guard, a police officer, and several others injured during a concert in Arkansas. In a separate incident, he was sentenced to one year of court supervision after pleading guilty to reckless conduct charges stemming from a 2015 incident in Chicago at the Lollapalooza Music Festival. At the time, Chicago officials said Scott encouraged fans to vault security barricades, uh, but no one was, was injured. In terms of energy, he wants the energy he's giving out on stage to be reciprocated from the audience, almost in defiance said Julian Kimball, who wrote a concert review on Scott's 2018 Astroworld performance for the Washington Post. Uh, 
I've seen him tell people, don't listen to security. Forget security. This is for y'all. This is for the fans. Okay, bleep you, Travis moron. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't it. either. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't at all. What do you young people have to be raging about? I'm sh- Maybe you're worried about the climate. Well, you did see that one of the casualties was a police officer. Oh, really? I did not see that. Yeah, he was stabbed. An with, off-duty police officer? Uh, I had it right here. Oh, he. yeah, but he's not dead. The oh, I'm sorry. He with was stabbed, but he did not die. Okay, I'm sorry. Are, but, are you talking about the one that, the syringe? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, he was just, uh, he for some reason, somebody put drugs in him. See, the, and that's, I know. guess what I was getting at is it's it's that kind of attack that that's fitting with the narrative of the country right now. Let's rebel against authority. Let's rebel against the police. Well, Travis Scott's a pattern of behavior seems to suggest that this is part of his act, mm-hmm. this uh, raging and chaotic behavior. Uh, so I, I further uh, don't understand the industry. He's been nominated for a Grammy eight times. Well, you guys have all discounted the Grammys I'm, I'm for the done last... With, I have been done with them for 25 what? years. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. But this is, well, boy, I, I'm just glad I, I have people in my circle who would not have gone to this concert. I'm it's kind of not following your your logic there, Joe. In what because, sense? Because, well, in the sense that every rock and roller for 30 years kind of had the same attitude, and was nominated for Grammys, and I don't, I, I agree, it was stupid what happened, and he's dumb for the way he. But you're saying this isn't this. anything new. Well, no, no, not I, at all. No, I will, not I, will, I, will, I will contest that. I, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, the, the Beatles didn't urge the fans to storm the stage. Well, no, in fact, the they Beatles, resented it. Well, and they, in 1966, they quit touring. They just quit so because that was, of that. That was 50 years ago. Right. In between, you had uh, folks like the Stones who... Never encouraged were, the fans to storm the stage that mm-hmm. I'm aware of. They never okay. said to the stands, bleep me up. How, how'd they do at that Altamont concert to take Altamont, care of all the problems? I was going to mention Altamont. I, I don't know how much responsibility the Stones had for what happened at Altamont. Well, some, uh, if you've seen the video. I have. I've read about it and, and seen and, the video many times. The Hells yeah. Angels had a lot to do with it. And well, if the Stones hired the Hells Angels, yeah, then the Stones were complicit. Well, allegedly the dead hired All the right. uh, Hells Angels is what it said. But I don't, I don't think this sort of thing. I, I have a problem with, did you see the film from, or the video from 2 o'clock in the afternoon when they stormed the gates? Yes. Yes, now, I see, did. See, at that point, don't you go, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't going to be and, right. And don't you stop things at that point and, and get a grip on what's going on? Because you had literally, if you've seen the video, hundreds of people storm the gates, run in, didn't present tickets or anything. So you've already got this batch of people who We're haven't up to paid. to no good. Yep, exactly. Well, they haven't paid, yeah. Uh, so you're going to have more people than you think to start with. And don't, don't If you're the promoter, don't you do something about that? Yes. Although, isn't Travis Scott part of the promotion? Yes, uh, it's his uh, festival. Yeah. And that's the other part. After this happened, didn't he continue to play for over a half an hour? 45 minutes. 45 45 minutes before they finally put a stop to it. And I'm thinking, who made that call? Well, and there's an ambulance right in front of him, apparently. If you watch the video, you can tell he can see it. He must know something's going on. You had kids running up on stage saying, stop the concert. You had crowd chanting, stop the concert. People are getting hurt. People are getting killed. And they did absolutely nothing to stop it. Well, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, let go your uh, 
analogy that rock and roll for the last 50 years is analogous to what happened in Houston. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying well, that. With the exception of Altamont, which is a confusing situation. Well, uh, do you think you two you two came to the TCF stadium had a hell of a concert? Do you think they were do you think they said things that would have incited people to storm the stage? Certainly not. No. Certainly not. No. No, certainly not. Or Paul McCartney no. at uh, Target Field? Uh, no. Certainly no. not. No. no. How, how about a million? I wish Kenny were here. He's my punk guy. A million punk concerts, I'm sure he could he could attest to. Kenny was probably involved in half of them. <laughs> People being called up to the mosh pit, you know. Well, in fact, no, there was a situation at the McCartney concert because John almost stabbed me through the heart <laughs> with a pencil. Because I was sitting next to him the whole show. You I got to leave early. You could make the uh, certainly the plausible and credible argument that rock and roll uh, has at its uh, foundation rebellion, for example. Well, right. you, you could make that argument, huh? Yeah, I guess hmm. you could. We're yeah. jumping out on a limb I'm there, really Joe. on a bad limb there. So, <laughs> wow. but, but I think what, what happened uh, in Houston was different than rebellion. I think it was... Uh, Oh, uh, what's the word? I didn't give this enough time on the service, the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. It was, uh, it was just an emptiness of life. It was just a, a the value you're saying. It was just an emptiness yeah. of value, and and there 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 is nothing artful about this guy's music, in my estimation. But again, I keep telling you, I'm old and white. Mm-hmm. But there, I find nothing artful about this. I find nothing credible about it. Or uh, he's probably misogynistic in his lyrics. Uh, he's profane. Mm-hmm. He's uh, encouraging violence. He's been he's been arrested for it before. Uh, it also shows you that that maybe a lot of the fifty thousand people were unaware of that, that they don't really pay that much attention, and it was just an excuse to party and go to this festival without realizing they were being drawn into this guy's nefarious web. You know, mm. it's just uh, I, I just I disapprove. I disapprove. Okay. Well, I disapprove of him not taking control of it. That's that's what I disapprove of. Mm-hmm. And I agree completely with you. He's at fault for this. Well, he's going to get sued. He should be. Well, he already has. He already has already been okay. fired. I got, okay. got that in my news, actually. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, no doubt that he's to blame for all of this. And I love the, I don't know if it was a quote from him, but the whole notion of, Giving people their money back as if that's good That'll enough. That'll really help. Here's yeah. your 20 yeah. bucks. I'm well, sorry your people kid's that are, Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And it just, I find it just a point of irony that he's hes attached to one of these Kardashian nutcases. Oh, God. <laughs> so I, I just, uh, the whole thing is unseemly, isn't it? Yes, it's it just is. It's unsavory. Oh, and I'd say. It's just, it's well, it also horrible. just gives you a glimpse. I, I said this to you earlier, Joel, but <clears throat> it really just gives you a glimpse at the level of stupidity that we are dealing with with a certain percentage of the population. And I know it's been like that forever, but I think it's getting worse. Well, you, you could even you can even extrapolate that this is another example. I think it can be linked to people losing touch with nature. In what sense? They They apparently, it did not occur to them that rushing the stage could have resulted in what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and the eyewitnesses also said people could see people lying on the ground but still moved forward. They walked oh. over them. Well, yeah, walked over them. I mean, how, what? Yeah. How do you do that? I don't know. With an absence of moral clarity. Yeah. There, there, there's, I, I really think there's something to be explored there that you might be dealing with such stupidity that or invincibility, when you're young and invincible, you think nothing can happen to you, but nothing good can come of you being trapped in a crowd. 
that. Nothing good can happen. Right. You're not going to make it. No. And if you saw them rushing the gates, the same thing was going I saw on. That. Yeah. Pe- yeah. People were falling. And what were people doing? Running over. Running stepping over. Stepping on them to, to get you know, in before they could. Mm. So. Because it was a uh, no reserve seating, I suppose you just jockeyed for a spot to stand. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, kids. Uh, yep. All right, then. You're, <laughs> it's just a crime. It's just a crime. Well, hopefully. I mean, it yeah, should be. Yeah, it should be a crime. Let's see. So in the first segment of today's show, you uh, talked about murdered kids and then a murdered rabbit. Anything else you got up your uh, sleeve there for today? <laughs> no, I, 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 I just don't think this can go without no it, analysis. Yes. It's just a, a dreadful situation that, that you know, how, how indicative of this is that genre of music? See, I think that's where you and I diverge. All right. <laughs> I I don't, and I'm no big hip hop fan, but I don't think you know. I know it's why represented you're represented by. I know why you said that. I know me? why you said. Let me take no, uh, Such. Let me oh. take a stab at it. Can I? Yeah. Can I try to get inside? Yeah. yeah. Because it falls into the same genre of of a of a topic you brought up, in which we spent our, almost an entire show on, the Cardi B situation. Oh. I think that's why you made that. No, I'm serious. Am I, am I wrong? No. It's... What's up, bro? I, I remember that. Oh, that, I don't even want to mention it. Because it falls <laughs> under that same genre. You know what I'm saying? And I can't quote on the air. I can, but I won't. I can't quote the things Travis Scott was saying from the stage. Right. I, I mean, I can't use that language. Right. You know, he, he was challenging people to become chaotic. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's his bit... I uh, hope he rots funny. in prison. Because that ain't funny. <laughs> but he won't no. serve time over this. I bet do you think? he won't. I bet he won't. Well, I don't I know. Who so. knows? I hope he does. I do yeah, too, I but I don't I don't think it'll happen. He'll have a lot of high powered attorneys oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. behind him. And uh who are the other acts, by the way? Did we have Little Baby? Wasn't wasn't Little Baby there? Yeah, Drake. And Doja uh, Cat. Doja Cat Drake, was there. Uh, Drake was uh, Baby. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah. All right then. Well, it's a the bad scene. <laughs> God Almighty! I guess what bothers me is okay. I'm not done with this. Okay. What bothers me is, and this is where Height's going to get angry. It Uh-oh. just isn't music. It I isn't. Get... It isn't credible. Artful well, music. Let me ask you something, Joe. How many Travis Scott recordings have you heard? I'm Zero. Just curious. Zero. Yeah. But well, that, that that makes two of us. All right. Well, I, I, so I have, and I actually agree with Joe. I don't know why, and I don't know why people listen to but, Drake either. I know he's very successful. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't bring up the old and white uh, part here, huh? No, because John, there are certain current hip hop artists I do like. Well, I agree, and that's why Kendrick Joe's Lamar. Saying, I, that's I, why that's why Joe's saying the hip hop music, you know, is worthless. Is kind of well. Let me limit it. Let me that. let me limit it to him. Let me limit it to <laughs> Go him. Go ahead. Yes, feel which free. is unfair because I haven't heard anything, <laughs> and we can't play it on the show. <laughs> but I'm I'm terribly confident that I'm correct. That it isn't any good. But my definition of good, being old and white, is different definitions from somebody young and black. 
we'd have completely different opinions well, about and, it. And white, too. And white. Young and white. white kids. There was a like, lot of white kids storming yeah. the gate in that video. <laughs> there certainly was. Yeah. What's it called again? Astro what? Astro World. Astro World. And it was not at okay. the Astro Dome. I may have somebody no. that was there. What? I have a connection oh, really? to somebody that was there. I'm finding out right now. Really? Yes. Were they checking out Little Baby? Uh, kind of stinky. Uh, was there a group there with that name? No. Oh. But the, well, don't do that. <laughs> but you believe it for a second <laughs> well, Yeah, there. because you always get me, so don't right, do that. Right. I did not. Joe, I did look up Travis Scott's net worth. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I bet it's $60 million. <laughs> Wow. All those Sorry. rappers are driving Ferraris. They're all successful yep. as hell. Uh, they spend their money. Well, John, let's, 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 let's put it this way. He's worth $60 million today because he's about to, to yeah, lose a lot of he's that. He's about to, yeah. Okay. That's uh, going to be a problem. Man alive. Well, I'm looking at the Billboard Top 100 right now. Mm-hmm. I'm at song 42, and I've recognized three artists on this list. <laughs> four, four. Lee Bryce, there you go. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> well, he's country, but it it's not. I just think it's degrading and beneath someone to actually think that that's entertainment. Mm. That there, how's that for a wrap up statement? There we go. You, you mean him, right? Him, him, him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I and agree again, completely. what 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 gives me some credibility to say that is he's been guilty of this before. Yeah, this is a pattern of behavior. How yep. about the uh, the song "Not in the Mood"? Yeah, featuring Little Tajay, yep. Flivio Foreign, oh boy, and K Flock. I Making that good. up. Making that K-Flock. up. Oh, right here, sixty-one on the Billboard Top One Hundred. Wow. Schmel's Countryside is one of the last <laughs> Twin Cities truly family-owned dealers, multi-generational dealership on the corner of Highway Thirty-Six and Sixty-One in Maplewood. Car buying is tough. They're going out of their way to help you at Schmel's countryside where they have Volkswagens, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. I've driven all three and will continue to. Zero percent for up to 36 months on all new Volkswagens with the exception of the electric ID4. Zero percent for up to 72 months on Fiat models. Zero percent for up to 48 months on Alfa Romeo models. I remember when you went to uh, dealerships and they would offer zero percent financing. I have to run the numbers. You have to run the numbers. No, divide it by 36. I had a little trouble with well, that. They do that at yeah. Schmel, 72 months. I'll take that. That's a great deal. Yeah, 0% for 72 months on some Fiat models. Uh, no. Yeah, hey. exactly. Yep. SchmelzVW.com for inventory, SchmelzFiat.com for inventory, and SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com for inventory. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, and do it... Uh, Fireworks Commissioner of Garage Logic, Mr. Joe Sushara, does just add a gulp of seafoam to every gas can you fill up. That's the best thing you can possibly do for your assorted cylinders. And I know your assorted cylinders are many ATVs, side by sides, bikes, sleds, outboards, chainsaws, whips, riding lawnmowers. Doesn't matter. Run them hard, put them away wet, and you'll never have to worry about them starting again because of those gulps of seafoam. And yes, of course that involves tractors and your car, your classics, whatever. Seafoam works in everything, gas and or diesel. And the other one, Deep Creep. Wow, Deep Creep has uh, replaced that uh, other junk uh, in almost every GLer's chem cabinet. The best penetrating oil and lube that you could possibly own. Best thing in the market. Get yourself some seafoam, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. 
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies, such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in and please let them know that you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. No, I can dance to this. <clears throat> Who's your postman, by the way? Very nice. Right here. Uh, off the air, we were discussing with Rook, who uh, literally knows a, wo- a young woman. Uh, he thinks she attended the concert. He's reached out to her. I would really love to talk to her. I hope she's all right, by the way. Do we know that? I don't know that. <laughs> I just heard uh, uh, today at my other place of employment that uh, she was there. So be one of your coworkers in yes. a sense. Yes. Well, man, I, I really hope she responds to you. Maybe she doesn't even know who you are. Uh, I don't think she would have any idea what Garage Logic is. Right. But she would know uh, about the Astro event. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, I saw another electric car problem where a car uh, stalled in a parking ramp, and then the people behind it were held up two oh, hours. No. But the more no. I think about it is, uh, why wouldn't, couldn't it have just rolled down the ramp? Throw her in neutral. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know what that did. Hmm. Would the... Would it, no, it would still remain the same. Rook, help the me The drivetrain on an electric car would be... The same as a gas-powered what, vehicle. What city was no, this in, Joe? No, 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 it would not. No, no. <laughs> You're way over your head on that one. Yeah. <laughs> what did you just say? Is it like pushing an electric wheelchair? Well, I don't not know. Engaged that's a good question. It's, it's... That's a good question. <clears throat> Maybe that's what it is. Joe, what, what, what city was that in? I what? don't know. Uh, Rook, do me a favor, will you? Yep. So let's say... Look Frank. up electric... I'll do there it. I'll do it Let's right just now. say... Uh, Garage Logic has a, a road event. We're on the road. We're going yeah. to the Grunhoffers or wherever. Yeah. And uh, Joe, uh, as, as as per custom, Joe asks you to pick him up. Yep. You guys get there. You're on your way to leave. Yep. You're in the parking ramp. Yep. Ahead of you is an electric car that runs out of juice, and you're stuck in that parking ramp. What does the mayor do in that instance? Well, uh, rookie first is pretty smart. He's locked the doors. <laughs> And put the childproof lock on so the windows don't open. Um, and he is he is going back and forth like yep, this, yep, yep. just to try to see. Well, what the hell are they doing? Why aren't they moving? 
So there must be a problem. Well, what the hell is the problem? Let's go. I can't, Come on. I can't find it when I Google it. And then finally, when he t- learns how to unlock, mm-hmm. he gets out there. Yep. Yep. And the first thing he does is arms out like this. Like, what Let's the hell? go here. What are, you, what are you doing? Electric <laughs> car. Please go down the ramp. Yeah. It's not, it wouldn't be a pretty sight. No. And, and how long sight. would that take from the first time you touched the brake uh, to Joe losing it? Four or five seconds. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm being painted again in oh, an uncharitable light. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I Maybe, so. but not all that inaccurate. Not all that inaccurate. <laughs> I was alerted uh, by Carl to a great piece. Written by a Brit named Brendan O'Neill. Not and the Carl that called in to tell the joke, was no, it? No. And uh, it's called Climate Derangement Syndrome. And this guy contends that it's the hysteria about climate change that poses the greatest threat to humanity. Oh. And it's just a wonderful piece. Uh, is this uh, our help here? No. Oh. Uh, climate change is going to be worse than the Holocaust. It will give rise to a global epidemic of gang rape. Wow. There'll be murder, war, slaughter. Your friends will die. Your children, too. The carbon-fueled heating of the planet will bring human life as we know it, crashing to a violent, fiery end. It will be nothing less than doomsday. These are just some of the hysterical claims that have been made in the discussion around COP26. As the world leaders private jetted their way to Glasgow for the latest UN gab fest on how to save the planet from mankind's dirt, hubris, and avarice, there was a severe outbreak of climate derangement syndrome. Prime ministers, bishops, princes, and noisy greens all tried to outdo each other with their apocalyptic warnings. It has been a grim competition of catastrophes and orgy of hyperbolic prophecies that wouldn't look out of place in the book of Revelation. Well, he's right. It goes on. This is a long piece. It was wonderful. He goes on to say uh, that it's just uh, uh, an amazing, amazing uh, insanity that we're that we're witnessing. Time has literally run out, said Prince Charles. He said we need to take a warlike footing on climate change. Climate change is another form of wartime, and we may soon have to ration things like air travel, said famed globetrotter Joanna Lumley. If COP26 fails, it will be a death sentence for humankind said U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. We're digging our own graves. Uh, well, you're full of nonsense, uh, fellow. Uh, <laughs> you're just becoming increasingly desperate to, to reorder the world's wealth. That, that's all this really is. Uh, we're going to see the collapse of society. Oh, yeah. It just, uh, who's this guy? Roger Hallam. Uh, a guy named uh, Roger Hallam has been feverishly predicting the descent of humanity into a barbarous living hell. An unearthed document he wrote last year while he was in jail on suspicion of conspiracy to commit criminal damage, cheerily titled Advice to Young People as You Face Annihilation, painted a picture of the future that would give John the Elder a run for his money. We will see a collapse of our society, says Hallam. Hallam. And... Like all the best mad prophets, he knows exactly what will happen next. A gang of boys will break into your house demanding food. They will see your mother, your sister, your girlfriend, and they will gang rape her on the kitchen table. Oh, my God. They will force you to watch, laughing at you. At the end, they will accuse you of enjoying it. They'll take a cigarette and burn out your eyes with it. You will not be able to see anything again. This is the reality of climate change. These people are insane. They have become insane. Where was this published? Uh, Playboy a website <laughs> called like. uh, website called Spiked Online really kind of kind of nifty, uh, and this writer is very clever. He's very good. The first thing to note about climate derangement system, whether it's coming from the posh posh roadblockers of insolent Britain, Clarence House, or the Church of England, is that it has nothing to do with science. I've been saying that for 
15 years. Right. This has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. Nothing. This eco-hysteria single-handedly shatters the myth that contemporary environmentalism is a science-driven movement merely concerned with acting upon the warnings contained in graphs and models drawn by climatologists. Show me a piece of scientific research that says a gang of boys will rape your mother if we do not achieve net zero by 2030. Where's the peer-reviewed study that pinpoints the moment when slaughter, rape, and genocide will occur if our governments fail to cut back on fossil fuels? Well, no studies exist. These malarial visions of future horrors spring from the realm of fantasy, not science. They are the misanthropic prejudices of the depressed middle classes, not scientific projections. This is, this is, these people are nuts. It's, 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 it's that simple. I don't nuts. know how you can get to that point. <laughs> I don't nuts. know how you can get to that point. Uh, climate derangement syndrome is, is at root a revolt against modernity. It is a reactionary, romantic, nostalgic cry of angst over the incredible world of production and consumption mankind has created over the past 200 years. This is why some at COP26 openly denounce the Industrial Revolution. First came Greta Thunberg, the prophetess of doom of contemporary environmentalism. She angrily denounced the British government as climate villains. The UK, she said, is largely responsible for the horrors of climate change. This more or less started in the UK since that's where the Industrial Revolution started. We started to burn coal. And then shamefully, Boris Johnson echoed Greta's regressive brickbats against the Industrial Revolution. Uh, In his COP speech, he pointed out that Glasgow was the place where the steam engine produced by burning coal was born. That, he said, was the doomsday machine that led us to the dire predicament we find ourselves in now. Modernity. I said it correctly. I, I, I had to look it up. Yeah. Modernity. The modern Mod- era. Modernity. What, what, what you're doing right now. They, it, it, that's, this is exactly what it is. It's, it's, it, it's turning your back on the wonderful things human beings have achieved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wonderful production. The, uh, the Industrial Revolution unleashed... Uh, unleashed uh, the opportunity for wealth of an entire world. Well, it hasn't worked out that way. Think but of the advances we have made as a result of uh, the Industrial Revolution burning coal to make windmills, to make batteries, to make... How about on life expectancy, knowledge, liberty, and equality? <laughs> it's incalculable. Hmm. It was the Industrial Revolution that dragged the populace away from the brutal, backbreaking serfdom of the land into the mad, teeming cities of London, Manchester, Sheffield, and Glasgow. It revolutionized how we worked, how we lived, how we conceived of ourselves. It was the cradle of solidarity and struggle and demands for voting rights, employment rights, educational rights. It is not a coincidence that life expectancy was depressingly short for all of human history until the Industrial Revolution, Mm. when it started its stunning and steady rise. Without its revolution, most of us would still be tied to the land, never venturing further than the farm fence, unable to read dead by 35. That's the idol eco-regressives fantasize about. These people are as historically illiterate as they are pseudoscientific. This guy is wonderful. His name, again, I advise you to read it. Brendan O'Neill, chief political writer for this outfit called Spike. Would he be worth trying to get on? Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of time difference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I would have said. Prince too. Charles is right that we need to get on a war footing. Not against climate change, though. Rather against this ceaseless diminishment of humanity's achievements and the baleful, untrue claim that modern man is a plague on the planet. This man-made apocalyptic apocalypticism threatens to 
upend the remarkable civilization we have created for more than a bit of carbon does. Brendan O'Neill is Spikes, S-P-I-K-E-D, Spikes, chief political writer and host of the Spiked podcast, The Brendan O'Neill Show. Uh, okay, thank you Got for it. alerting me to this, uh, Carl, down in Northfield. He's great. He's, he says it better than I've ever seen it uh, said. And I've seen it said well many times. You've seen it so? so dang I, it. Yep. What did he call it? The uh, climate the, derangement syndrome. Derangement syndrome, okay. It is. It's a derangement. It's a madness. It's a, uh, a madness that has nothing to do with anything other than being mad. How many derangement syndromes are we up to now? Well, you had Trump derangement <laughs> syndrome. We had that one. You got climate derangement syndrome. We had another derangement syndrome. I have a Travis Scott derangement okay, syndrome. Okay, that's tight. <laughs> you guys uh, want to share any of your derangement syndromes? Well, no, I'd like to keep that personal. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you got to pay for that. Got a Vikings derangement syndrome. I have a Kirk Cousins derangement syndrome. That I do. <laughs> you, you I, do. I admit. Yep. I admit. He had a hell of a first half, and then quit. And then I don't quit. know what happens to them. I listen to a little bit of the whining on the other. On the, oh, on that's the, always a treat, isn't really it? It's really fun. It is because everybody's half in the bag and they all got it figured out. <laughs> right. and, uh, but I heard analysis by the host that I thought was interesting. I don't know who the hosts are on that show. Uh, Kirk Cousins in the first seven minutes of a game is the best quarterback in the NFL statistically. And they had stats to go with it. How okay, many completions, yeah. how, mm-hmm. how many first downs, whatever. And then he becomes the 29th best quarterback in the league Ooh, in the first yes. seven minutes of the second half. That will wow. hurt the grade. Isn't that something? Yes, wow. that hurts the grade. I wish I had the stats, but I don't care enough to have literally written them down. But I found that fascinating. What uh, happens in the 15-minute time, halftime? And speaking of that, speaking of quarterbacks, I think uh, the, the, the quarterback that took advantage the most yesterday was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I've been really uh, getting a lot of uh, really getting a lot of hateful email. Yeah, Ooh, I don't get that. On, on really, what, what people presume to be our position on Aaron Rodgers. I, I hope I've made it clear. I, I've made it clear that yes, he lied, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But I, I also really don't care that he didn't get vaccinated. People are calling us every foul name in the book. One guy even was funny about it. He said, "Okay." And he used every bleeping word you could think of to <laughs> Bernsey style. To, and he said, uh, "Truth be told, the you replaying the Bernsey tirade motivated me." No, we don't need that. We don't need that. But I was going to say, the, the the issue is that he lied. That that is the problem. No one cares. I mean, not, not nobody, but I don't care that he didn't get vaccinated. I don't think a lot of other people care. Yeah, that he didn't you get can vaccinated. you can say what you want about Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins. They've refused the vaccination, but they have they they're out front with you on it. And the problem is going to be the team is going to be in trouble because he they allowed him not to follow certain protocols. That that's the issue because they must have well. I don't know why they did. Did they? They must have believed him that he was immunized. He was immunized. Well, according to what I read, everybody knew in the league that he was not vaccinated. So that's why I don't understand why the league <laughs> never stepped in beforehand. Uh, I, but they said in when he was in their quarters or whatever in the Packers' place, everything was by the books. Yeah. But it, I know I saw him on the sidelines plenty of times with no mask on. And well, if you're not vaccinated, you're supposed to have a mask on. Ooh. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where I stand. I mean, it doesn't bother me that he's not vaccinated. Nope. I'm not going to come in contact just, with him. All I care about is their defense was great yesterday. Get him back on the field so they can start <laughs> winning again. Well, the, the tone of many of the emails was he's an, uh, he's an American standing up for his freedom and his uh, decision to make his own choice. Okay, fine. Yeah. I, that's fine. No one said that he didn't have that yeah. right. Uh, anybody cook with the grun this weekend? Oh, I missed out. I should have. I would have I, I fired up a meatloaf, too. No, I full disclosure. Mm-hmm. I had full intentions of going up there to get brats because I was in a grill, the most delicious brats because you get them at Grundhoffers and every 139 flavor, flavors. Every flavor is fantastic. Why 139, Spence? Let's go find a 140. Let's here. get a milestone here. <laughs> I didn't make it up there, but I thought, and I know that I will this week because. Uh, you're, for some, the grilling season is closing out. No. For me, it's 12 months a year. That's right. So those delicious blueberry uh, bratwurst stuffed with whatever kind of cheeses with them are fantastic and taste just as good on a Monday as they do on a Friday. That's don't, right. Don't, don't forget like soup meats, too. Oh, yeah. Excellent too. soup yeah. meats, Wagyu <clears throat> steaks and burgers, ham, yes. bacon, salmon, seasonings, 139 flavors of brats in the... Uh, Wonderful, wonderful meatloafs for which we have to issue watches and warnings. Was he just dropping in the oven and go? <laughs> yeah, members <laughs> of the staff are heading up there. There's two great Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats locations. Mm-hmm. The original is on Highway 61, just north of downtown Hugo. And then a little bit further up the roads, a new store on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east of Interstate 35. Both contain all of the best grilling meats. You'll ever encounter. It's a meat emporium. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Space management. If you think you're a pro, why don't you, you know, join the pros? Professionalturf.com. Not only are they the best lawn care shop in the business, but they're looking for you, you seasonal workers, to push around some white gold this winter. And you know who you are. You're typically laid off in the fall, lawn care employees, construction, whatever. Uh, It's your attitude that matters. Quick learners, good with machinery, not intimidated by the size of a job or the potential length of a workday. A great opportunity to turn your extra downtime this winter into extra money in the South Metro. And, of course, you only work when it snows. They've got very flexible compensation program uh, programs to work with laid-off staff, and they're also going to be adding to their full-time staff for next summer, and that's a great opportunity with full benefits and exceptional pay. How do you hook up? Easy. Professionalturf.com. Click on Contact Us. Send your name, your info in, and hook up with them. A great opportunity, and you'll love working with Dave at Professionalturf.com. Here's a man that's not playing a liner, Joe Souchere. Wow, how accurate. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> well, you won't forget, you won't forget about burning boring candles after you see spiral light candles and just exactly how fun they are to look at. Rook, now, last night, yep. I'm outside. Come on. I got the citronella. Yep. It won't light because it's been out in the rain. I thought, I'm burning boring candles. Yes, you dummy. Why are you doing that? You burn a candle that's fun to watch. You know what? Candles, for some like Sushrate, might not be exciting. But you know what? Candles can excite people. Well. And when you're excited, you don't know what's going to happen. 
I don't, I don't right? know. Right? You might watch Arizona Diamondbacks That's play right. the <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. yeah, whatever the case may be. <laughs> So if your life is boring and you watch baseball games like that, brighten it up with spiral light candles. It will be a pick-me-up. They are fun to watch burn. You can see the example on their website, spirallightcandles.com, and you'll never burn a boring candle again. Great sense. And you can also get the Cylinder Index Candle, which is located. You go right to the bottom of their website, click on the GL logo. That's the secret website handshake. You can find out how to order the large or small Cylinder Index Candle, which smells like the garage in a good way. Spiralightcandles.com. Please, it's a plea. Stop burning boring candles. Burn Spiral Light Candles from Spiralightcandles.com, a local garage logic company. Uh, playing into the hands of the climate derangement syndrome sufferers is the president, Joe Biden's administration, is considering shutting down the Line 5 oil pipeline that links Superior, Wisconsin with Sarnia, Ontario. A group of Republican lawmakers issued a letter to Biden last Thursday urging him to keep the line in operation. They argued termination would exacerbate fuel shortages and increase prices. The lawmakers cited concerns over energy prices as Midwesterners enter into the winter season. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm has said that fuel prices are going to skyrocket this winter anyway. Okay. Meanwhile, Michigan's 12 federally recognized tribes also called on Biden last week, asking him to move forward with the shutdown. The Biden administration has yet to make a decision about Line 5's operation. Oh. How does he think we're supposed to afford to heat our homes this winter? He doesn't, Joe. He doesn't think about not us. Not thinking ahead. He's not thinking ahead three games. No. In a letter dated <laughs> Thursday, 13 Congress members led by Ohio Republican Bob Lada, Lada urged the president to keep the oil line in operation, saying Line 5 is essential to the lifeblood of the Midwest. Should the pipeline be shut down, tens of thousands of jobs would be lost across Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, and the region. Billions of dollars in economic activity would be in jeopardy, and the environment would be at greater risk due to additional trucks operating on roadways and railroads carrying hazardous materials. Furthermore, as we enter the winter months and temperatures drop across the Midwest, the termination of Line 5 will undoubtedly further exacerbate shortages and price increases in home heating fuels like natural gas and propane at a time when Americans are already facing rapidly rising energy prices, steam, steep home heating costs, global supply shortages, and skyrocketing gas prices. Line 5 is part of a network that moves crude oil and other petroleum products from western Canada to Escanaba, Michigan, and transports approximately 540,000 barrels a day. Biden told the COP26 people in Glasgow that the U.S. will become world leaders in the climate change fight. There is no fight, Joe. No, it's a battle, I thought. Isn't it a battle? He's fighting a closed pipeline, setting up a conflict between indigenous groups and environmentalists who want to block them and Republicans trying to stop a further spike in energy prices. The political class on the third rail really have nothing to do with us, do they? Nope. <laughs> they're, they're a little out of touch. The third railers, a little out of touch. They really have nothing to do with us. I'm starting to be made aware, because I, I admit one of my great shortcomings is that I'm, I'm, I don't cook. Yep. And, and uh, I, I'm starting... To put it mildly... I'm starting to be made aware of uh, not only prices uh, are going up for food, but now shortages she's experiencing. Yes. And uh, gas prices 
are up. Uh, energy prices will be up. Inflation is up. I used a phrase this weekend to the person I'm married to. We cannot afford these people. And it's not even just federal government level. It's trickling down to just even cities now. I've, I've written the line. We can't afford Mayor Melvin Carter. Right. You're costing us too much money, Melvin. Uh, did you see now where the developers of the uh, Highland Bridge uh, development on the site of the old Ford plant is has paused now indefinitely? Yes. Yeah. Because of the rent control measure passing? I, I think probably that's to be expected that they would issue that threat and uh, they've got too much invested in it now to stop. Uh, are you um, are you stealing from the table talk menu of no, the latest podcast? Yeah, we, we really did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because of everything, the the whole it's, they've screwed themselves. Mm-hmm. Saint Paul has it's, screwed themselves. It's it's coming up in the news. Oh, okay. thank you. Okay. <laughs> Gas prices have hit a seven year high in the U.S. Yep. Uh, the pipeline line five in question. Uh, delivers vital products used to heat homes and businesses, fuel vehicles, and power the North American other North American industries. Uh, That's a serious. If they shut that down. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, Jason Hayes, director of environmental policy at the Mackinac Center for Public Policy, who alleges that Biden's energy policies work on Line Five is just one more example of being divorced from reality. They're planning to power an industrial nation like the United States on solar panels and wind turbines, Hayes said. I hope it doesn't end like this, but where I see it going is unfortunately the same thing that happened in February in Texas. People freezing in their homes. He continued, most of the time when it's extremely cold or there's a really bad polar vortex situation, typically it's pretty cloudy and there's not a lot of wind Mm. nor a lot of sun. And uh, what are you going to do, Joe? Are you going to saddle us with energy prices we can't afford? And remember when the Texas story, that was last January, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. remember the finger pointing. No, one's, no one will take uh, responsibility for it. Yeah. it. <clears throat> Both already... sides were just pointing the finger at each other. Mm-hmm. They're good at that. Including, who was it uh, uh, that took his family to Cancun? Ted Cruz. Ted oh, Cruz. that's right. Yeah, bailing out. <laughs> remember, remember one of the first things Biden administration did was cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. That ran from Alberta, Canada to Steel City, Nebraska, and would have carried 830,000 barrels of oil each day. He did that in January, one of his first actions. Yep. Uh, the controversial move prompted uproar, especially when the administration waived sanctions against a pipeline for Russia to ship energy to Germany. Hmm. The legislators believe terminating Line 5 and breaking another treaty with Canada would ultimately be detrimental to the country's relationships. I, I, I agree. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy tweeted over the weekend, President Biden wants to destroy America's energy sector while giving Russia a new pipeline and begging OPEC to produce more oil. It's totally backwards. This is what it looks like to put America last. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, all 12 of Michigan's federally recognized tribes also called on the president last week, urging him to move forward with the effort to shut down the pipeline. All right. Well, good luck with your energy bills. This, uh, good luck to all of us well, with our energy bills. And the other thing, it's really cutting into the Reavers' long way home. You know, that's really putting a damper on that. Yeah, you gotta save gas. Now I gotta go yeah, straight. Yeah, home. Can't go anywhere. Can't keep fooling around like you have been. Right. It comes to four a gallon. He's walking. Climate derangement syndrome, and to think that what's happening is this attempt—nothing really has happened yet—but this attempt to to act on it, 
to appease those who are suffering from the syndrome. You're, you're, you're trying to accommodate disturbed people. Mm-hmm. Well, forgetting about the vast majority of us who need gas in our cars and heating oil for our homes. Going if you offset your carbon, That's it's right. the only <laughs> choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. Ah, He's trying to win the battle, Joe. Yeah. Back to... He's got the Braveheart paint on. Back to (laughs) Brendan (laughs) O'Neill. We need to talk about this. Well, I have been, Brendan, for quite some time. We need to talk about climate derangement syndrome and how, frankly, batshit crazy it has become. More to the point, we need to talk about how dangerous this way of thinking is to reason, freedom, and the future prosperity of humankind. Indeed, it isn't climate change that threatens to undo the great gains of human civilization. It's the hysteria about climate change. You can add that word out or leave it in there. Leave it in there. It's pretty noteworthy. <laughs> Sophia swears on table talk and, all the time. And it's a quote also. Remember, we've been told if it's yeah. a quote it's a that's quote. newsworthy, then, okay. then it's okay. That's well, great, I, but it's I, also I, not your rear ends that gets fired. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't firing Joe. <laughs> it's the Reavers podcast. Okay, find it. Stop the show, find it, and I'll read it again. I'll just I'll just go bat blank. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Just go. But it's He's right. He's absolutely right. But here's the part. Here's the. We're now going blue on the GO. The can of worms is open. (laughs) F this show. (laughs) No, but he's right. It's not. It's not climate change that threatens anything. It's the hysteria that does. We just I just got done explaining to you. The hysteria is resulting in a presidential administration literally uh, wishing to shut down a major pipeline that serves the Midwest right. with what they need to drive and heat their homes and power businesses and, and factories. All of that is what's under attack. Not well thought out. Our prosperity, our achievements, our gains, our freedom, our prosperity, our reason is being attacked by insanity because it's the last gasp of attempting to reorder the world's economy. Mm-hmm. And they're desperate to do so. And it's just, uh, it's, a, it's, it's criminal. It's criminal. The end times. Give me a break. But we did get good news in this regard, right? Wasn't it last week that it was announced we now have 11 years, not 10? We gained a year. Okay. Oh, well, India good. gets 50 years. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to move to India. <laughs> good luck, good with, luck that. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me repeat one other line. The Industrial Revolution was arguably the most important event in human history. Its positive impact on life expectancy, knowledge, liberty, and equality, not only in the U.K., but also around the world, is incalculable. And that is an absolutely uh, a true statement. It's a derangement. It's painting of it as the end times that we deserve. <clears throat> with its misanthropic disdain for human behavior and aspirations, with its revisionist treatment of the birth of modernity as essentially a crime against Mother Earth, with its incessant demands for reining in economic growth, and with its censorious, censorious branding of anyone who questions any part of the regressive green agenda as a climate change denier. Climate change alarmism is an express menace to growth, democracy, freedom of speech, and the right to dream of an even more prosperous future for all. Boy, I, I really, I'll be looking for this guy to read this guy in the future. Uh, Brendan O'Neill, on a site called Spiked, S-P-I-K-E-D. 
I find everything he writes very in this piece very credible. If you uh, go to their website, Joe, and click on his name, you'll see tons of past articles Good. also. Good. You'd have some interest in him. Yeah. This is just amazing because he's right. He's absolutely right. Biden, you, you're going to take away the stability of the American family. Yep. Because people are struggling now to buy groceries. Yeah. Well, and gas. Dry. I was going to say drive to work. Yeah. So your your wages aren't going up. You're you're coming through the pandemic, and you got to pay what maybe twenty five percent more for gas. That's quite a lot. Yeah, and it's way too cold right now for me to ride my scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, EcoFund has it, it. Yeah, in their it in their possession. Tim and uh, Kalen came in and took it back to the shop to uh, winterize it. Uh, they have winter heated storage for scooters starting at two forty. That's my deal. But you know, with that, I get. Uh, Full winterization, battery tendering, spring tune-up. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Heated storage, pick up and drop off in, in the Twin Cities, available for a low price. They're offering an extra $100 off all those scooters Woo! that turn urban errands into adventures. Youth ATVs and electric bikes for GLers during the month of November. Great time to get the coolest Christmas gifts you want for the ones you love the most. They also have new Yamaha clothing and hats in stock. Those Bentelli e-bikes. It's a, it's a one-stop recreational dreamland, man. It's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Where else? Right on Highway 61. EcoFun Motorsports back with John Heights News. Once again, we want to thank Andy and his crew at Kahuna Window Cleaning and Services for their partnership here in Garage Logic. You see, they take care of all the stuff around your house that you really hate doing. Window cleaning, gutter cleaning, pressure washing, roof washing. They will even put up and take down and store your holiday lights. They service the entire metro area from North Branch to Norwood, Young America. Kahuna is also a veteran-owned company and honored to be recommended by Trust Vets. Check this out. Throughout November, they have a great special on holiday lighting just for GLers. Whether you want the Clark W. Grill Griswold look or something a little more subtle, they can handle it. They do all of the work. Seriously, all of it. They make the design to your liking. Purchase the high-quality, bright, commercial-grade Christmas lights you can't buy in stores. They professionally install the lights cut to fit your home perfectly and can even provide a timer. They maintain the lights throughout the entire holiday season and take the lights down and store them for the off-season. Kahuna is offering all the above for a special price of just $550 just for GLers. Schedule it right now at Kahuna Window Cleaning Make sure you ask for the Garage Logic special. Again, that's KahunaWindowCleaning.com. Underwear. Booty booty what? Okay. Booty booty. Come on. Underpants. <laughs> Truth, justice, and the sujure. I'm leaving that in too. Yes, you are. <laughs> that's a bad waiter. <laughs> Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. The uh, I just wanted to listen to this great guitar solo in this song. Is that you? It might be. Yeah. Actually, that's me on rhythm and lead. Okay, that's enough. That's enough, Chris. That's pretty darn good. (laughs) Thanks. Not as good as Travis Scott. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The second suspect arrested in connection with the deadly shooting of a 12-year-old boy in Minneapolis will appear in front of a judge today. How about this this story? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. 
40-year-old LaTerrence DeMond Grady is accused of playing a role in London Bean's death in September. And prosecutors say Grady encouraged his 18-year-old son, Jeremiah Grady, to retaliate against Bean after a fight between the boys. According to court documents, LaTerrence Grady is not accused of actually pulling the trigger, but prosecutors say he's still partly responsible for Bean's death. According to court documents, on September 8th, there was a physical fight between Bean and Jeremiah Grady's younger brother before the shooting. Police say Jeremiah Grady approached from the back of the property wearing a mask and began shooting, hitting Bean twice. He was arrested and charged in Bean's death. Soon after, LaTerrence Grady denied he was there. However, surveillance video showed him driving son to and from the scene. During police interviews, Jeremiah Grady told police his dad encouraged him to retaliate and told him to shoot from the car. So... You're an 18-year-old kid, and you're getting bullied by a 12-year-old. Yes. Hmm. Oh, a real, real Mr. Story. Tough Guy. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And your uh, dad he, had to get involved too. This is okay. Oh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight people hurt in six separate shootings across Minneapolis in just over 10 hours from Saturday morning to Sunday morning. <laughs> it all started a little after four in the afternoon Saturday. Two men injured, one in serious condition, one in critical after police say shots were fired from outside a residence on the 2400 block of 18th Avenue South, hitting the victims inside. Downtown at Washington and Chicago, another man was found with non-life-threatening gunshot wounds. Police say he had been shot several blocks away at 21st and Riverside. And just before 9.30 p.m., officers responded to reports of shots fired near 15th Street and Nicollet Avenue. Police say a 15-year-old boy was taken to North Memorial with a non-life-threatening gunshot wound. About 15 minutes after that, a shot spotter activation and reports of gunfire sent officers to the intersection of North 50th and Camden Avenues. A man who had been shot was found at the scene, was taken to the hospital. Police say he did not give any details and would not give any details about the suspect or the shooting. And then 1.14 Sunday morning, officers responding to a report of shots fired near where several cars had gathered at North Penn and West Broadway Avenues. A woman was dropped off at the hospital with a non-life-threatening gunshot wound after someone fired a gun from one of the cars at the intersection. Hmm. Police say so far, no arrests in any of those shootings. Why would you want to go downtown at any point on the weekend these days? Star Tribune reporting less than 24 hours after St. Paul voters approved one of the country's most stringent rent control policies, Nicole Goodman's phone started to ring. Uh, Nicole is the director for St. Paul's Department of Planning and Economic Development. Developers were calling to tell her they were placing projects on hold, putting hundreds of new housing units at risk. Goodman said in a presentation to the city council last Wednesday, we don't want our equity goals to be at odds with our growth goals. The ordinance... (laughs) They're paradoxical. They, you can't have growth goals and equity goals. What? The ordinance as written, she said, may actually put those goals at odds. Really? Oh, really? really? Yeah. Really? Huh. Oh, you didn't There's, think of that, huh? Right. <clears throat> that scoop for you. A voter's decision Tuesday to cap annual rent increases at 3% sent developers into a frenzy, prompting some with stakes in Minnesota's capital city to pause projects or reconsider. So this project like, paused. Check this out. You You need to tell me if we pass rent control, some project will have to be paused. You know, that's so good it gets this one. (laughs) Our equity and growth goals. There are no such. You can't have that as a combination. (laughs) 
Yeah, like most cities oh. with rent, rent control, St. Paul will not exempt new construction, which opponents argue will force lenders and developers to look outside the city for spots where they feel more confident that they'll recoup investments and earn profits. At the Highland Bridge site, where construction is well underway, Ryan Companies was scheduled to submit three building plans to the city this week, but Tony Barranco, Ryan's North Region president, said those reviews have been postponed indefinitely in light of the referendum's outcome. Ryan warned before Election Day that the rent control ordinance could prevent them from finding investors for the 760 affordable housing units the city pledged to bring to the former Ford site. Proponents, though, of rent control say they're uh, not worried. Tram Haug is campaign manager for Housing Equity Now St. Paul, which led the ballot measure push. He says this happens in every city where new regulations are passed because they want to scare the city into changing the ordinance. Ramsey County Commissioner Trista Mastas Castillo, who voted for rent control, said she thinks St. Paul's population and the need for development will ultimately win out. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> Former President Trump slamming Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Republicans who voted in favor of the infrastructure bill on Sunday. Don't worry, I, I won't use the, the quote no, we no. talked about earlier. Uh, Trump said in a statement, all We're Republicans... <laughs> All Republicans who voted for Democrat longevity should be ashamed of themselves. On Friday, 13 House Republicans voted with Democrats to pass the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. It passed in the Senate with 19 Republicans voting for it, including McConnell. Legislation included funds for roads, highways, bridges, alongside electric vehicles, clean energy, high-speed broadband. Uh, former president was critical of GOP senators who voted in favor of the bill. Trump and McConnell have repeatedly clashed in the past year. In an interview with the Federalists, the former president called McConnell gutless and a stupid bleep for not helping him overturn the election. Um, McConnell also, on yes. the infrastructure bill, though, Trump's not wrong, right? For these guys voting for it, I, I don't think he's wrong by saying that. Do you guys? I think we need uh, some infrastructure attention. I, I think we do need an infrastructure okay, bill. Sure. I'm not, I, and I don't agree with everything that's in there. But again, if we talk about politics as the art of compromise, I think yeah, you know, okay. we did about as well as we I could. I don't here. like the second part, which is yet unrealized. Yeah, the social it's the, spending bill. Is it's outrageous. the big one that's still coming that yeah. we we don't need. What about that, the? Are we are we going to give people that came to this country illegally? Are we giving them four hundred thousand dollars, or do they take that part out? No, that's got nothing to do. No, this this is a completely different bill. Chris. Completely different. Okay, Chris, you got to read a newspaper. I'm sorry. I do. I do <laughs> on occasion. That all of that's in the bigger bill that Joe's talking about that's coming. I was just uh, that, trying to make an analogy, John. I'm sorry. Yeah. See, well, you can't uh, you can't get all your news from the Chaska Post. No, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, more. Chaska, that is universal. I just Chaska like to shopper. use uh, Twitter headlines. That's what I like to use. Yeah. Twitter, Chris there is a go. Twitter there headline guy. Admits it. I, I would say that's true. With exactly one year until the midterm elections, President Biden, Vice President Harris, and Democrats in Congress face bleak ratings, indicate they could be in for a tough 2022, according to the new USA Today Suffolk University poll. Let's hope so. The survey, which was taken after the Tuesday elections, but before House Democrats passed the popular infrastructure bill Friday, shows Biden with nearly rock-bottom approval ratings, Harris with numbers that are even worse, and Democrats trailing by a wide margin on the generic congressional ballot. Among the top-line numbers, according to the poll, 37.8 approval rating for Biden, 59% disapproval. 46% of those included in the survey said Biden has done a worse job than expected, and 64% said they don't want Biden to run for re-election. 
The approval number for the president is in line with where most polls were during this point in former President Trump's term. But according to 538, Trump's disapproval did not reach those heights until days before he left office. And may I interject on a personal note here? Oh, boy. Comparing the two men's ratings are indeed part of the news story because Trump is still a possible candidate for 2024. I got a little feedback last week from some folks who Mm -hmm. uh, said they couldn't figure out why I included Trump's Mm -hmm. uh, numbers there because there's a chance these two could run against each other for 2024. So that's why they're included. Is that ultimately what, about 80 at that point? Yeah, at least. (laughs) Is that... Uh, and I'm not trying to start a war, but isn't that the worst case scenario for this country for those two to run again yep. against each other? I mean, we're going to have I, uh, the division in this country will be times five than it was a year ago. It will not be tol- it'll be intolerable. The division be, it's just uh, going to be. I wish the middle would just say we're back in charge. This if, is our party. Again. JFK Jr. is going to make a comeback and join yeah, Trump, Trump, and everything will be fine. <laughs> If that does happen, if you guys don't mind when I start reading news at that point, if we're still doing the show, I'm just not going to include any politics at all. Right. (laughs) Nothing about the election. Nothing. It's all going to be light stuff. The first first lawsuits have been filed in the Astro World Music Festival tragedy, including including one that blames Travis Scott and Drake, as well as concert company Live Nation, for the crowd surge that left eight people dead Friday and at least 25 injured. A Texas attorney on Sunday filed the lawsuit, which also names NRG's stadium agent Harris County Sports and Convention Corp, accusing the defendants of prioritizing profits over their attendees during a concert in which concert goers ages 14 to 27 were killed. Representative for Drake and Live Nation did not immediately respond. According to witness accounts, a number of festival attendees struggled to breathe as the crowd began to compress toward the stage. The artist, as well as special guest Drake, continued to perform as an ambulance entered the crowd to help concert goers in distress. During the concert, audience members repeatedly shouted, stop the show to no avail as people collapsed and got trampled on the festival floor. Video also showed concert goers, uh, concert goers going on stage to try and warn crew members of what was happening. Also, to no avail and news footage from earlier in the day shows hundreds of people storming the gates of the show at two in the afternoon and rushing in uh ed durr you know you, you guys kind of ch- championed ed the other day ed, in the my truck absence. driver he beat the guy in uh, new jersey and the guy in new jersey won't yield yeah there's there's some uh, issues ed had to apologize for to the uh, oh so. no yeah, might, might have done a little research on this first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed, uh, if you uh, haven't heard the story, he shockingly defeated Senate President Steve Sweeney in Tuesday's election. Uh, he's now issued an apology in response to backlash he's received over some social media posts he made in the past few years. Uh, Doris spent basically no money in defeating Sweeney. Uh, what was it, $250 yep. or something like that? Yep. Uh, on Facebook, Durr seemed to equate not opposing COVID-19 vaccination mandates to remaining silent during the Holocaust, including a post of a Jeez. photo of a yellow star that the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear. Okay, another tweet. Ed. <laughs> in another tweet. Strong finish. He, <laughs> he, <laughs> strong finish. He called the Prophet Muhammad a pedophile, Islam a false religion, and a cult of hate. Uh, he also said on Facebook the January 6th attack on the Capitol was not an insurrection, and I'm not sure what this means. He called it, quote, an unauthorized entry by undocumented federal employees. Mm, I don't uh, know what that nope. means. Uh, Ed, uh, you, dur- you had me there uh, for a while, but... Uh... Well, he, as part of, he also, as part of his apology, said, quote, I'm a passionate guy. Sometimes I say things in the heat of the moment, 
if I said things in the past that hurt anybody's feelings, I sincerely apologize. That's a non-apology apology. It is a non-apology. Both his Twitter and Facebook accounts were gone as of Friday morning, but before they got pulled, some folks grabbed other screen grabs from them. One calling Elizabeth Warren uh, a name he probably shouldn't have, let's put it that way. And others, how can I put this, uh, commenting in lewd terms on the looks of females Mm. on Twitter. Hmm. If the apology contains the word if, it's not an apology. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) An 83-year-old from Alabama started walking when he retired more than a quarter century ago, and he's never stopped. MJ's Sonny Eberhardt. That'd be a long way from home. (laughs) (laughs) MJ's Sonny Eberhardt strode into the record book Sunday as the oldest hiker to complete the Appalachian Trail. And no, we're not talking about the euphemism that was coined by former ah, South Carolina Governor it, Mark Sanford. Thank you. <laughs> Eberhardt is known by the trail name Nimble Will Nomad. He acknowledged that despite having tens of thousands of miles under his belt, this trail was tough going at his age, leading to quite a few spills on slippery rocks. He said, I got a couple of skid marks on me, but I'm okay. He hiked the trail out of... <laughs> you got a problem there, too, huh? You might want to see the doc about he that actually, one. No. <laughs> he slipped on a rock, Rook. Okay. And then he said this. I walk every day. Every right. day is when I walk. When I first saw this story, I did think, uh, well, we still got it at 85, but then I was quickly corrected. The Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Oh, you were thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's for, uh, a split, for a split second. Yeah. Yeah. He hiked the trail out of order in sections to take advantage of optimal weather. He had already completed northern section, including Maine's Mount Karahandin. He completed his final section in western Massachusetts in the town of Dalton. Joining Eberhardt for the finish was the former record holder, Dale Graybeard Sanders, who lives outside of Memphis, Tennessee. He completed the hike at age 82 in 2017. He says he's not sorry to see his record fall. He said, my dear friend Nimble Will is taking my record away from me, and I'm happy for him. Records are made to be broken. Uh, In case you're wondering, it's a 2,193-mile trail that runs between Georgia's Springer Mountain and Maine's Cahadadin. I have a question, John. Yes, sir. Who... uh... Under what auspices is a record declared? Do you have to file with somebody and say? Well, that's a good question, Joe. How do we know this guy actually did that it? That didn't even occur to me, Joe. And uh, is there an Appalachian Trail group, and you sign up probably, and then they monitor your uh, progress? I bet. Yes, I was wondering about the auspices as well, <laughs> Senator. Where did I leave bleep my auspices? That word. Yes, that's a bleep says. word that uh, we will not use. Now, under what auspices, please? Um, what you can do. Right here. Yeah, I got, right here. I got both of them. Yeah. Double barrel. I have some uh, some bear stories. We like bear stories, right? Oh, yeah. I like I think a bear was in my backyard last night. What does auspices mean? Under what? <laughs> under what go. reason? Under what? Effect what under, umbrella group? Uh, what uh, okay. under, umbrella group authority, is better? With this crew here, umbrella group is better. Uh, who, who, yeah, that, even patriarchy is pretty big, but umbrella group is better. That's uh, <laughs> that's how you should ask that question. Who runs the show? Thank you. There, yeah, perfect. Auspices. So you, you're the auspices of GL. I didn't say GL. it like that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, very arrogantly, I'm talking down to these gentlemen over here. <laughs> Rookie doesn't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Continue, Johnny. Appalachian uh, so, Some bear stories. Yeah, uh, sure. First, uh, first a not-so-fun bear story. You want story. a bear update theme? Um, well, we get to, I have three that. different can't stories. Play that. No. Can't, oh, okay. We can't do that. Huh? There's another bear update. Yeah. How's that? Okay. Why did uh, you for, do that? I didn't bite him. 
That's First, a, an, a lion. That was a lion. <laughs> a not so fun one. A California woman <laughs> is grateful to be alive after she was attacked in her house oh by a bear. Oh. Uh, Laurel Rose von Hoffman Kersey, who has a very long name, right. wow. uh, has dozens of stitches in her face, deep lacerations on her chest and arms, and puncture wounds on her torso after she was mauled by a bear early Saturday morning in her family's Tahoe Vista cabin. She said it all started when she heard something in the kitchen and went to investigate. I could see the freezer door was half open, and I went, oh my gosh, it's a bear. Next thing I know, I'm being torn apart. Von Hoffman Kersey said she was blocking the door. I'm sorry. The bear I'm came at you. in. I'm laughing at Roycey. I'm sorry. I'm and she you. thinks the bear mauled her so she could get back out. The bear. Rob, tell the audience what just happened because you and I are the only two that just saw that. Please tell the a, audience. Pardon the interruption, Johnny, but we have sure. we have two beautiful sliding uh, barn door style yes. doors that open and, and they just slide. They They're slide on left to right. They're beautiful Did he try doors. To open it? Uh, no, he tried to close it. And in disgust. When he when he closes it, he he sends it to close, and it just Both bounces straight. off the, the rubber mechanism, back. and and, and is open <laughs> is open even more than what it started out to be. So it's just I watched it. It just went okay, bing, okay. and I went okay. There we go. Uh, this is a, a complete uh, action complete. Uh, a better bear story, a British Columbia woman having a cigarette on her front porch was approached by a wandering bear that licked her on the hand. Whoa. Oh, Melody? she just sat? She didn't move? Because when a bear approaches you, you're supposed to sit there. No, you're supposed oh. to do this. Bear! 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 Stop smoking, you're bear. It. You're breaking my kayak! That's what you're smoking. Melody, you got it. Okay. Melanie Porter said she was smoking and sitting in a chair on her front porch Thursday night when she spotted movement in her front yard that she thought was her neighborhood cat. I look up and I see it's a bear and I freeze. She I'm thought thinking, a bear was a cat? Yeah. Huh. I'm thinking, uh-oh, what do I do now? That's the hell of a cigarette she was smoking. Yeah, well, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm just going to stay still. Mm-hmm. Porter said the bear walked right up to her, sniffed her, and licked her on the right hand. Hmm. Porter snapped a picture of the bear standing just inches in front of where Pretty she bold. was sitting. She said, I better take a picture. If I die, at least they'll see who the culprit is. The bear eventually backed off and Porter rushed back inside the house. She said a neighbor's security camera footage revealed the bear had been watching her from the yard for some time before approaching. Uh, she said it was already dark and it was quiet. I didn't see him. British Columbia is believed to be the home of one quarter of the entire population of black bears in Canada. That's fantastic. I, I got one more bear okay. story, okay. if you don't mind. That's, that's, all, that's all I got. This is the trifecta. That's all I got of these bear stories. Third time's a charm. All, all I got are the bear stories. Right. Police in Colorado said a bear broke into an unlocked car and left behind a trashed interior and uh, an extra special surprise in the back seat, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. The Aspen Police Department said the bear bandit apparently opened one of the vehicle's unlocked doors, climbed inside to shred the seats, tear apart the doors. The department said in a Facebook post, the suspect then left an extra special surprise in the back seat. Yes, you know what the bear did. He pooped in the back seat of the car. Ah, uh, the bear poop in a car? Yep, right. in the woods. Why don't we uh, what the say that that's enough and we'll be coming back with that's our enough. closing of the show, yes. Sentence complete. Shut it up. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth. 
Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. Today. November 8. In 1890, the Grand Opera House in Minneapolis hosted the first American performance of the English translation of Donizetti's opera, Anna Bolina. Oh, yeah. All right. And on this day in 1898, the Kensington Runestone was discovered on Olaf Ullman's farm near Alexandria. (laughs) Funny guy. The stone tells of a group of Vikings who traveled to Minnesota in 1362, but its authenticity has long been the subject of debate. Mm. Uh, I think it's real because uh, uh, Swedes were not capable of humor. So I don't think Olaf did this as a joke. (laughs) Well, they were very auspicious, were they not, Rookie? Uh, very auspicious is <laughs> the under the umbrella of, of auspicy. <laughs> In 1926, on this day, the old Mendota Bridge to Fort Snelling opened and was dedicated to the men of the 151st Field Artillery who had been killed in World War One. Nice. Hmm. And finally, on this day, today, in 1932, Minnesota citizens were allowed to vote for all nine of the state's congressional seats because the legislature had failed to reapportion the districts following the census of 19. 30. Wow. Huh. So thank you very much, GL. Thank you. you. Mr. Auspiciousness, what do you have over there? Well, I've got a way for you to uh, uh, check out other podcasts on your smartphone. You just go to PodMN. It's an app that will allow you a full library of things that will entertain and educate you. Also, Garage Logic is on YouTube. You can subscribe to that and you will see a lot of videos and a lot of fun stuff, little quirky stuff here and there, as well as the Garage Logic Facebook page has come alive. If you are missing out on the Garage Logic Facebook page, page please give us a follow. Uh, Instagram, yes. Garage Logic Podcast, mm-hmm. find it all. Just do it all. Um, I was going to say one thing, but I don't remember what it was. It happens. It was under the auspices of auspiciousness. <laughs> Garage Logic, the podcast. Thanks for downloading. Tell others, please, Cha. Thanks for being auspicious.